good, y'all? Happy Wednesday, and welcome back to Black Talk Radio. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Kristen Ayana, and I just played that track called Black Boy Run by our guest tonight, Deron Jones. I'm super duper excited to have him in the building. And yeah, I think that song was dope. Um, Definitely unique, definitely different. So, you know, shout out to him. I'm excited to be talking with him a little later. But before we get into that, you know I got to get into our media topics because, you know, there's something always going on in the world. Like, there's always tea. So... First things first, um, I just want to say prayers up for DMX. Um, He is still on life support, um, as it's been reported today, and he is scheduled for critical brain um, function tests later on this week. So for those of you who don't know DMX, he's currently in the hospital. You know, um, that has been reported for, I feel like, what has been a week now. So I'm just, we're sending him all the good vibrations, really hope that he, you know, can make it out of this for sure, for sure. So definitely just had to say that um, prayers up for DMX because, you know, he is someone that has really impacted the culture. So we definitely, definitely got to send him that love for sure. Um, Moving on to our next topic Speaking of people that, you know, impact the culture, Netflix reportedly buys Kanye West's multi-part documentary for $30 million. Um, The project is said to be, you know, showing Kanye and his life over 20 years. That is really crazy. So Kanye West has basically been documenting his life ever since he entered, you know, the industry 20 years ago. And with that being said, he will be, you know, putting out this documentary. Um, Cody and Shike have been the people that have been filming, you know, him for all these years and keeping up with him. So Netflix has bought it. Um, Now, the documentary is not only going to highlight, you know, just Kanye's rise to fame, but it is said that there will be, you know, showing the death of his mother, um, Don DeWest. Um, You know, they're going to be talking about his Yeezy stuff and also his 2020 presidential run. So... I'm personally excited to see what that documentary will be like and, you know, what it truly will entail. Um, As of right now, there isn't a specific release date, but they hope to release it, you know, sometime this year. So, shout out to Kanye. Um, I think that would be interesting. I feel like Kanye... I would like to see this documentary because I kind of want to see how old Kanye got to where he is right now because I feel like Kanye as an artist has definitely expanded over the years and I really do want to see how that came about and what that transition you know was like for him so I think this documentary will definitely be interesting to say the least And now our final topic um, for the night. So 
as you may or may not know, um, a while back, Tiger Woods was in a pretty bad, you know, car accident. And it took place in Los Angeles. And he did have some injuries. So, you know, that was about two months ago. Now, they, the LA, you know, PD have basically figured out what caused the accident. In which they said speed was a factor. Um, you know, Tiger was going 87 miles per hour in a 45 speed limit area. And apparently when he went to, you know, curve, he lost control somehow. And, you know, this is how he got into that accident. So, you know, I think this is crazy. Um, I think so oftentimes we see like a lot of accidents because people unfortunately speed when they drive. And, yeah, I mean, I'm just happy, though, that Tiger isn't, you know, in worse condition than that he could have been. But I think when it comes to driving, one definitely, definitely has to be careful because that's not something you play with. So, yeah, um, I have DJ Bam with me in the studio. And, Bam, I do have to ask you, you know, what are your thoughts on this Tiger Woods situation like do you think they're over exaggerating it with saying that he was speeding and that being a factor or do you think you know if speeding definitely could have played a role in his accident speeding could play the role but I'm gonna tell you what a good friend of mine has told me mm -hmm. and it's crazy because I'm finally gonna do it just to do it and get it mm -hmm. I'm about to get my motorcycle license. Ooh, good luck. No, 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 no. no. Listen, listen, listen. I don't want to ride, ride like that. Mm -hmm. I just want to get it to say I got it and I rode before. Like, you feel me? Like, mm -hmm. dead ass. Like, and I'm even going to get my boat license. But that's another story. <laughs> but um, he said, you're scared because of speed because you're on a two-wheeler, two right? Mm -hmm. And you see the people going fast and whatever. He said, do you... Ever look down at your car thermometer and don't realize? I mean, do you ever realize you're doing over the speed yourself sometimes? I mean, I feel like me personally when I drive, well, yeah, you're, you're paranoid. That's why. I feel yeah. like I don't. Yeah, like I don't. You're paranoid, but I'm talking about like like when, once you start getting comfortable, like literally, the speed limit save is. But on sometimes the I do. I'll be like, okay, I'm doing 40 and it's 25. You like, like oh shit. Right. Yeah, like. Right. It's not intentionally. Right. Like, you get what I'm trying to say? So, them making that statement. But 87 that, over 45, though? Yeah. That's kind of OD. That's definitely OD. Like, where the hell were you rushing to? Like, where were you rushing to? Right. That, but, and he crashed his car in a Tesla, right? Um, It says he was in an SUV, but it doesn't say. But I think it was a Tesla because they was like, oh, the black box going to tell it all. The black box really does tell it all but that wraps up our trending topics because you know our guest is in a building so we about to chop it up with him but yeah y'all if you're driving out there make sure you're safe and and that's on period because it's, it's nothing to play with so we're at yes so now we're adding him hello how are you hey how you doing how you doing I'm good. I like your sweater. Okay, orange. Appreciate you. You feel me? Trying to bring out the bright colors. It's a good yes. day outside. Okay, okay, for sure. I like your hat. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yes, yes, I am in Jersey. 
So you know. Yes, ma'am. North, north, the north is lit. But that's what's sad. My my pops is living out there now. Matter of fact, matter of think about it. In Jersey. Yeah, I don't know where. I don't know where in specific. Uh, somewhere close to where wherever the bridge connects to Philly or something. Oh, that's definitely South Jersey. Yeah, that's definitely South. So a little a little way from me, but you know, it's all love. It's still Jersey. So for sure. Um, first things first, can you just, you know, tell us who you are and what made you start getting into music? Uh, diving in. My name is Deron Jones. Um, and I think I've always wanted to be in music and my whole life. I can't remember a time where I was like thinking about doing anything other than this. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like this is, uh, probably from when I started talking, you know what I'm saying? When I was probably like. Uh, I was like six years old. My auntie gave me the nickname DJ Cash. That was my first little rap name. You feel me? I was rapping to all the little aunties and uncles at the at the cookouts and whatnot, swearing mm-hmm. I was the coldest thing, telling the ABCs, man. I, you couldn't have told me no different. Right, right. So music has definitely been, you know, in you from a young age, for sure, for sure. For sure, for sure. So um, where are you from? And like, how would you say that has impacted your music style, if so, in any way? Uh, well, I was born in PG County, Maryland, uh, but I was raised in Georgia. I was raised in like Stone Mountain, uh, Decatur, DeKalb, uh, really all through that area from like probably like eight years old, seven, eight years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I spent all the way until I was like 17, 18. Mm-hmm. And moved to California. Mm. Uh, I guess from there, from now, I moved to Virginia first, then to California, and was all through California. And I think being in all these different places, you know, touching down in random moments in life, whether to go visit family or whatever, uh, I think it affected, I think it, it, it helped me to adapt in a different way. You feel what I'm right, saying? Right, so I, right. when I started making music, the versatility of it kind of was doing its own thing. So, right. if anything, I, I feel like being in all those places kind of helped me with a wider range, reaching a wider range. Or I ain't gonna say reaching a wider range, just telling my story or telling these stories, saying whatever I wanted to say in just different ways of doing it, for real. Right. So, now you mentioned that you moved to California. So, are you currently there now? Is that where you currently reside? Or you? Oh, no. I, re- I recently just moved to Houston. Oh, so did one of my friends. Wow. You're really like a. You, you know, that's dope. Like. I think that's amazing um, because moving and especially moving to new cities can, you know, definitely be like scary. So for you to have that courage is dope for sure. What place would you say you've enjoyed living the most? Houston. Off the top, off the rip, easy. Houston. Really? Why Houston? Uh, Well, maybe it's because like um, I'm an adult now. You feel me? I was a kid doing all those other things. For real. And I feel like, if I'm being, like, completely honest, for real, uh, I feel like I really just started to understand genuine manhood and what that really meant. Mm-hmm. And being able to grasp that concept in this place, you know, I guess just kind of linked for, for itself. So I see myself being able to build a life for my family here. You feel me? And I guess mm-hmm. that's why it, I like it so much. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, Houston, okay, that's lit. Um, I know y'all don't have to wear masks down there. Um, nah, man, but, uh, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, 
I try to stay. I try to stay. Right. Uh, try to stay on the safer side. Of I, matter of fact, I ain't gonna see her a lot. Uh, if I go into a spot and I just forgot my mask, I just forgot my mask, man. God, just is listen, God, God gonna have to cover me. Listen, dog. That's what I'm saying. I I got faith in the Lord. Do you hear me? I ain't mad. I ain't worried about nothing. Nothing. All right now. <laughs> Now, but I definitely think that's dope that you've, you know, had the experience to move around and that you currently reside in Houston because I think that's a like a lit place. I've never been, but I would say that it is definitely on my list for sure. Oh, I think you're going to love it. I think everybody will come out here and love a little bit of Houston, you know, whether it be the food, whether it be the culture, whether it be just the entertainment in itself. Uh, I, just, it's, I think it's a real thriving place to be right now. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of opportunities. It's a lot of money to be made. It's a lot of moves to be made. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the right level of, you know what I'm saying? It's like the opportunity, surviving opportunities. You know what I'm saying? There's, so the right level of enthusiasm and courage and faith, you can come out here and make something shake immediately. Right. Now, would you say, like, it's a lot of, like, music artists out there? I mean, like, you know, and, like, music connections? Like, how has that been? Oh, man. I was... Um, I guess I can say, how do I, how would I put it? When I got out here, I was pre-connected through um, a friend of mine who I met uh, when I was in the when I was in the military. Mm -hmm. um, his cousin was in Houston. He was always when I started doing music, I was in California, and he was always telling me, he was like, "Man, I got this cousin in Houston, man. He he gonna get you right, man. I'm telling you, dog. As soon as you touch that, let me know." So lo and behold, years later, uh, I really moved out here. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, well, right. You know, uh, the the man of stop gave me the vision, and uh, I really moved out here. So as soon as I touched down, uh, I called him, and I was at this spot called uh, Prospect Park. It's a it's a club out here for real, like a lounge for real. Mm -hmm. And I see the dude he talking about. The guy's name is Chris Bacon, and uh, he owns a company, a promotion company called ETCO. Everything check out, and indeed it does. Uh, so he called me, or I called him. I was like, Yo, I'm looking at your cousin. Like, the man you've been swearing you're going to put me on with? Well, I'm looking at him in the face. What's up? Right. Uh, make a call. And his word was as real as he said it was. And in that very moment, he called him. His cousin looked over at me. He's posted up over with all, you know, the other, uh, I would say, priority people of the event. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And he's posted up over in that little section doing this. Well, outside, actually, in the parking lot, doing this thing with people, meeting people, greeting people. And... I, I ain't gonna lie, I was a little bit, I was a little bit sick, you know what I'm saying, drinking a little bit. So I was sitting outside the lounge uh, on the little outside stove, my little, my, the session we was in, and I'm like, "Yo, what, what's up?" And he's uh, <laughs> like, "Hey man, you gotta make it happen, you feel me?" So as soon as he called him, and he like at the same time he was on the phone with him, he's like, "Yeah, I'm looking at your man's right now. He's drunk." <laughs> and uh, we got connected right there. And through him, he helped me get my first set of my first couple shows out here. And uh, he showed me the lay of the land for, you know, spots so I can go record at in real nice studios. Um, matter of fact, he took me to the original Rap-A-Lot studios mm. and he showed me the spot around there. He showed me where a lot of legends have come through right, and, and right. made their groundwork. And I just that that opportunity within itself has sprung out all kinds of things. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely a spot where. You know, if you got it, you ain't really got to say it too loud. It's it's going to speak for itself. Right. No, for sure. And I think that's dope. Like, you know, a long-term connection that you had, you were, you know, able to connect with someone else through that. So I think that's super dope. 
Now, you mentioned, like, you know, you were able to do some shows out in Houston. So talk to us a little bit about that. And, you know, what was that like, you know, because we are still in the pandemic. So, you know, just tell us, like, how was that? Man, Houston ain't skipping a beat. You hear me? <laughs> like, um, when I when I was coming up, I was I was thinking what you asked me. What is this going to be like? You know what I'm saying? And as soon as I got to this spot, it's a spot called Live Oak. And I, I get there. And it's jumping. I ain't even going to lie. I'm talking about it's jam-packed. You feel me? <laughs> Everybody in here. We all chilling, having a good time, smiling. Uh, and it was an artist showcase. So everybody and their homies, you know what I'm saying? Right, all right. up. And uh, my first time doing it, matter of fact, uh, it was just a, I think it was a beautiful experience for real. Because I brought something out that I'm sure nobody was prepared to hear. You know mm. what I'm saying? And it was a whole different page with any other artist, not to like downplay anything they were doing, was they did their thing and they respected arts. And right. I, I just brought something a little bit different to the table. And uh, being that you know, this city is so connected, matter of fact, Mike Prince was there. And mm. one, I, I'm looking at so I'm trying to perform for my life, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> y'all gonna, y'all gonna know me, you feel me, at the end of this period. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I promise you're gonna leave here like, yo, that boy, that is something, he ain't nothing to play with. We need to be on the lookout. And uh, and it was what it was. I I was able to perform, and um, all of the people here were showing so much love. It was just immediate love as soon as uh, they were for everybody who was performing for real. It was just a real supportive environment. I I loved it. I'm not even gonna cap. It was one of my one of my favorite shows for sure. I think that's dope, um, you know, and I love that you were able to have that opportunity, especially in a time like this, for sure, for sure. So now I want to go into, you know, your single Black Boy Run, because I did play it on air before we started talking. So can you oh, just, yeah, you know, you know. Okay, right. okay, you heard, you heard. Right. You know what I'm saying? The love, the love is real. It's authentic around here. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about that track and, you know, just the inspiration behind it? Because it is such a powerful song with a message. Um, well, it came out of uh, a real situation. Uh, I was out and about with my, well, first, honestly, there was a song that came out by Jay Electronica, mm -hmm. right? And uh, I forget the name of the song, but that's what sprung the first verse. I just heard that beat. It was a joint where Jay-Z was talking on it. I can't remember it for the life of me right now, but as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, man, this beat is cold. I got to do something with it. So I'm kind of like writing to that. Um, then I get into, uh, I, meet, I link up with my engineer and I start showing him my first verse. To that beat and i was like you know i just want to record it so i can go make a little video probably drop it on the gram we don't own the rights and none of this stuff so we're just gonna do it this way and then he showed me that beat that i forgot that i had bought maybe four years ago you know oh, what i'm wow. saying he was like dog let's do it to this he sped up the tempo to it and the first verse got laid right there just off of being alive in this time period where we know what the issues are mm -hmm. and a couple of you know a little while later uh, I get into the situation, and it was, I would say, my first racial tension situation that I've ever faced in real life. Right. Um, but I had just got saved prior to, a little bit prior to. Mm. So the way it kind of broke down operated a whole lot differently. And uh, well, I saw it a different, a different way because the man came out, and it was an older white gentleman. And uh, I, I was, uh, gets too loud in the parking lot, and his thought process, he was trying to come out there to tell me I was too loud. Well, right. 
he had this real weird energy to him. You know what I'm saying? It don't take a rocket scientist. You feel me? So, uh, hey, you good? Hey, no, nah, I'm not good. He's talking weird and everything. I'm like, oh, all right. Uh, well, I got this urge, this, this crazy urge that I've never done this in my life. You feel me? I got this crazy urge to pray for him. I'm like, all right, let's, let's, let's talk to God together. Cause there's something going on. Let's do this. Let's, let's, so boom, uh, I put both my hands in the air, my eyes closing on, I'm praying for him. My partners is in the house though. They don't know what's going on. They just kind of in their own world doing whatever they're doing. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I open my eyes up, I'm like, Hey man, listen, God is here. Uh, I love you. God love you. Ain't no reason to be mad at one another. You got, you know what I'm saying? I, if you felt any kind of whatever, you know what? I apologize for it. Straight up and down. I put my hand out to shake his hand. He pulled his gun on me. So once he did that, my partners opened the door and kind of like simultaneously seeing everything that was going on. And they were obviously coming to react to the situation. Right. So uh, my response, hey, y'all hey, chill. Y'all don't worry about it. It's good. I'm eh. I'm telling you, this is exactly how it went down. I'm like, y'all, it's all gravy. Don't worry about it. I'm good. I've never felt this level of peace mm. in my life. And I'm like, nah, man, I'm telling you, we are, we're good to go. And I keep telling them, I'm like, listen, man, God love you. There's no reason to be like this. God has said, Jesus is it. I'm telling you, we straight, we straight. And the more I said that, the more and more he was getting tense, like, mm. like reclusing in a sense. And I'm like, hey, it's good. I'm telling you. And the third time I said the name of Jesus, I promise you this. He ran up his stairs. I cannot make this up. He turned around and he booked as if I had the weapon pulled on him. You know what I'm saying? So uh, as soon as that all went down, you know, we pulled off. And I'm I'm like sitting in it. I was on the phone with my family. They watched this whole thing take place. And I'm sitting in it now. I'm like, wow, man, that's I can't believe that that level of peace was over me in this situation where I have no, snapped that, and reacted so facts. much wilder in situations for much less. You mm. know what I'm saying? And I ain't gonna lie, uh, after after the situation kind of took place and we drove off and the reality set back in, the flesh got to get into me. And I'm like, oh, hold up, cut, turn the cut, no! You know what I'm saying? Like, no, ain't no way. Uh, but I got to talk to my pastor, who's also, oh, uh, well, my spiritual father, who's also my uh, my pastor. My apostle, mm -hmm. rather, and he, uh, when he got to hollering at me, he was like, look, man, go to the house, relax. I'm telling you, you did what you were supposed to do. And lo and behold, man, the song came. Wow. I think that's a really amazing story, to be honest, because I think to really have, like, that level of peace and also that trust in God, right? Because it's not only about being, you know, having that peace within you, but it's to know, like, no, like, I'm praying over this person that their intent may be to harm me, but because I'm praying and God is working through, I know that it's going to be okay. Like, I really think that takes real trust. Indeed. And I, I don't even want to finesse it or fake it like that was anything going through my mind. You know what I'm saying? I don't even want to, like, I honestly, I wasn't thinking at all. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. No thoughts that took place in that moment, I claim to belong to me. You feel me? Uh, you let me tell it. He, I, he was operating. That was that was that was the homie upstairs mm. doing all the operations. You couldn't have put something like that in my hands. You feel right, what I'm saying? Right, right, right. But I think that really just showed me how real it is out here. You know what I'm saying? Like we talk about everything in the world. You feel me? We chop mm. it up about everything in the world being, you know, how serious this problem may be, how how harsh you know situations are for a, a group of people out here, but. We never, you know what I'm saying, I never speak on the faith, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? And I think that, that whole story took place simply so when someone were to ask me, 
I can tell you that the faith is as real as you've heard. I love it. That I think that that was a, for real. That was a good story, and I definitely think like a lot of people can learn from that for sure. So you know, we talked about how Black Boy Run came about, but I do have to ask you. You know, overall, as an artist, what is your creative process like when you're in the studio? Because I know certain artists, they need like certain people with them. They gotta do certain stuff before they record. So what? Yeah. What is it like for you? Look, I don't, now me personally, um, the less the better, uh, cause this time is money. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, my engineer and I, we've been working together for years. Mm -hmm. So when I come through, we always kick the formalities. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we chop it up for a minute cause that's my dog. Right. Uh, and after we get the chopping work starts and work don't stop. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, we going song after song after song after song and we, we getting done what we came to get done. And then at the end, you feel me? Then we can we can kick it. But and if we kicking it, it's never no. Nah. If if you're not my brother, you're not there. You know what I'm saying? And I and I mean that as serious as I said. At the max I've ever had in a studio at one time is five people. At right, the right. very max, and they are they're probably either on a song or setting up to do another one with me. You feel what I'm saying? I, we ain't going to here to party, man. We coming here to to do some work. We could party when we're done working. Nah, I think that's fair. And I think it also really shows how disciplined you are as an artist. Because, you know, I think when it comes to studio sessions and recording, the more discipline you have, you know, the better your art will really come out to be. So, yeah, for I, sure, I would, for sure, for sure. I would definitely have to agree. So if you could say, like, you know, one of your favorite songs you've created thus far, what would it be and why? And it could be something that's, you know, unreleased as well. Um, I got one. Yeah, I got, I got, first, I got to put light on, uh, I got one called Stars. Uh, and it's featuring my brother Bezel. And that's one of my favorites simply because that's the first time I ever mixed it. Well, I ain't going to say I, we, we got together. We mixed and mastered that from head to toe. Mm -hmm. And we did all that work ourselves inside of this little, this room at the homie crib at 3 a.m. You know what I'm saying? And that's, it got dropped on the, the first album I put out. Right. And I ain't gonna lie, I, I was just excited that we did this. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, and we can say we really did this, but on some, uh, or my joint can't pretend. There's a lot of joints with features attached because it's, it's and the honest way I can say it, it's just rare that I could bump into somebody or, or get on a song with somebody that's, going to meet me you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. uh i take this serious you feel me so you can tell when somebody does it, you know what i'm saying nah, that's facts and i'm out here telling the truth you can tell when somebody lying you know what i'm saying and i will not work with that you feel me I, it's, i'm not going for it so right right with that already slims down the people i'm gonna work with you feel me so when i jump in with i got a cat named us and my bro og OG Soup, matter of fact, on my man, on that song Camper 10 um, that we dropped a little while ago. I just like these songs because my brothers were able to, you let me call it, these are the few times I got out-rapped on a song. And it's not that it's a competition, you know what I'm saying? But, but it's always it a friendly really... thing going on. But these are the very few times where I was like, yo, I snacked. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I did my thing. And then my brother was, my brother was like, oh, yeah, you did, you did. And then they do their thing and they like, 
what you think? And I'm like, what you mean? What I think? I was like, what you mean, bro? You went off. You feel me? So those are probably my favorites just off of that, for real. For sure. And I think even with that, though, like, it's good because it challenges you as an for artist sure. as well. So, you know, a little friendly competition, it, it never hurt anybody. So No, nah, it keep you going. It keep you in check. You know what I'm saying? Your partner's going to let you know. If you, you got real homies, they're going to let you know if it's whack or not. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, hey, right, right. You got to come better than this or, or, or whatever the case may be. You're going to have to clean this up. Because when somebody on the outside in is listening to your music, they're not listening to your music because it's like a, a random fan that you never met. He's not listening, thinking this, like, oh, he must have just started. You know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. No, bro, this is a rough world. If you're not good, you're just not. And if, if something is whack, somebody needs to say something in advance. Or or something is, I ain't going to just say whack, but if something could have been executed better, right. somebody needs to you know, be able to be honest enough to say that to you. Nah, I definitely agree, for sure. 100%. I mean, because I like have a consultant agency, so aside from radio and like my journalism stuff, I do... You're going off. Set it off. Do your thing, <laughs> man. You. I do like, you know, work with artists, you know, helping them to like have certain things that will assist them with getting media coverage. And sometimes you really got to tell artists like, okay, you just don't have it here. So you got to work on XXX. And, you know, I think honesty is the best policy with whatever career you're in, because that's how you grow overall. So I have this segment on my show. It's called Quarantine Q&A. Okay. And I asked my guests about what their quarantine was like. So I feel as though we're not in quarantine anymore yeah. at this point. You in Houston, so I know you outside. Yeah. But my first question for you is, what was your like initial thoughts when they were like, okay, we're shutting everything down. Everybody stay home. It's a pandemic. Um, I've never even thought about this, to be honest. Uh. <laughs> I guess my initial thoughts when I was turning on the TV was I don't trust the government they cap off the jump street. <laughs> off the, the bliggity. I was like, I don't trust the government they cap and this is like all of the all of the above. And I just kind of dismissed it. You know what I'm saying? To keep it a honey. I was just like, hey, and I guess um I don't know if that's irresponsible of me or whatever, but I mean, I, just, I feel like it was something new because I even thought low-key, like, prior to March, when I was hearing about coronavirus, I'm like, oh, okay, like, it's fine. Yeah. It's just something. But when they said lockdown is when I really was like, okay. Yeah, I guess I had to I had to change up a little bit. When they said lockdown, at first, I already wasn't going nowhere anyway. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like. So this like they said lockdown. I'm like the only places I'm ever at is like the grocery store and the studio. Like that's that's it. I, this isn't really anything to me. And I guess when I had started hearing uh, about what was getting shut down and things that were being restricted, I guess I, I wouldn't say worrisome, but the concerns set in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I guess I, I had to tell myself to move accordingly. You know what I'm saying? Come out right. here and make sure I'm being safe. I, I can't just be out here recklessly moving because, God forbid, you feel me? I really don't know what's going on. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, but I right. can't let my ignorance be the reason that I done got myself into some mess. So I had to just make sure I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. But I'm telling you, as soon as it hit, like, it was two thoughts. It was like, these, they ain't full of it. And <laughs> I was like, yo, y'all, 
Y'all think we in danger? Everybody, you know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, what's good? Everybody safe? I'm calling the homies. Like, uh, you got, you been coughing lately? What's up? It's, tell oh me. You got to tell me. You been over here. I need to know. So you know, I'm trying to figure it out, but that was for real it. I feel you. I definitely feel you. So now, you know, during the quarantine time, like, were you writing a lot? Um, Were you still, like, recording? What was that like? I think that's the, uh, outside of my first project, that was probably the most I ever was recording. Because oh, wow. uh, just based off the the relationship me and him already had, we wasn't super, we was just trustworthy of one another. So we knew that we wouldn't be out here trying to put one another in danger, say, uh, if one of us wasn't feeling well or something like that. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. based off of that, and then his schedule was clearing up because it's Corona. You feel me? Nobody's mm-hmm. really trying to book this dude right now out yeah. of whatever they got going on. Or he wasn't allowing, you know what I'm saying, people to come through based on, you know, the lack of relationship, trying to figure out what was going on in a sense. So it really opened up a lot of time for me to be able to dive in and, and get a lot done, for real. And a matter of fact, right before it all broke down, I was getting ready to go do uh, something called the uh, All in ENT Cypher in, um, what was it, uh, uh, um, Palm Springs, mm-hmm. with one of my bros, uh, Lieutenant. He, he, he out there doing his thing and... He invited me to come out there and do this big cypher. He had a great turnout a couple months before. It's about to be a lot of coverage, a lot of lives. It's going to be good for the city. We bringing people together. So I'm, I'm talking about I'm writing crazy because I got to make sure when I step into this joint and we was using the Shook Ones beat. Uh, so I'm like, hey, no way. I, right. I got to eat everybody in my whole frontal time. Like, I got to go off. I got to make sure they know. Uh, but as soon as like we locked in the day, mm. I'm talking about boom. Rona, he was like, dog, we got to cancel. And I'm like, all these verses got to go somewhere. So, you know what I'm saying? I just went to the studio and started song after song, knocking out whatever speeches I had that I never did. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just time to work for real. It was go time. They didn't want, like, all the jobs were closing down. You couldn't get nowhere. So I really had nothing but time. You know, I was like, all right, it's time to go. It's time to go do something with this work. You feel me? Trying to be somewhat progressive in this time period. Nah, for sure. And I definitely think that's, you know, dope that you took that time. Now, I do have to ask, though, you know, aside from you, like, going to the studio and really just getting and honing in on your craft, were you taking that time to relax as well? Like, were you watching any shows or reading any books? Um, I'm going to be, I just learned how to relax, like, a couple months ago. I ain't going to lie. Oh, wow. Uh, That's not something I was real content with ever doing. I always felt like if I was sitting still. Then like you're lazy, uh, you know what I'm saying? I can't be I feel that. Time. I mean, I feel I still feel like that. I definitely think it's a learning process. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like you're. I mean, if you don't relax, you're gonna you're gonna experience burnout. And if you experience burnout, now you can't really do any work at all, or you won't be. You know, it won't be your best work. So I think relaxing is really important. But, you know, since you said you're just learning how to, you know, what are some things that you do to relax? Um, I, I, I read that good book. You know what I'm saying? Um, I read a little bit of John Maxwell. I work out uh, to, you know, got to stay in shape. I, I, I talk to me and my wife talk all the time, just trying to evolve in our relationship and making sure we never sit stagnant. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm trying to, relaxing for me is trying to learn to be as present and po- as possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just the, every day is going to have whatever it's going to have. You know what I'm saying? Up, down, left, right. 
So I'm trying to take it for what it is and accept and be happy. You know what I'm saying? Accept whatever I can't change and be happy that I was even alive to be here to see. Like, I can't change this, so be it. Whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Nah, I think that's I think that's dope. And I love how you said, you know, really being present because I think so often when we work so much and we are creatives, it's like, okay, so what's next? Uh, okay, yeah. I did this, but now I'm on to the next. Oh, I got to figure out what's next. But, you know, when sometimes when you're more so present, you really do get to enjoy the moment that you're in and the fruits of your labor. So I, I, think, I think that was a, a dope point for sure. So my final question, because we do have to wrap up, is if you could leave the listeners with one thing to remember about you, what would it be and why? Um, I'm a man of God. Love it. That's it. <laughs> Everybody, and you know what? And why is because if you knew me prior to this version of me, mm-hmm. then you know that if he took me, he'll take you too. I love it. I love it. I think that's a great note to end off with. Um, can you let everyone know where they could find you, follow you, to support you? Um, yeah, man. Uh, on I'm really here. Deron Jones underscore everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And uh, as far as the music, you can go to any major platform, YouTube, Spotify, Title, anything, and Deron Jones. And the first track you're going to see is that good old black boy run. Yeah, that's it. You heard? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Thank you so much. We're going to take over the city with that one, but in due time, hey, you know what? I ain't going to say too much. They just going to, they going to feel it. That's all. They going to feel it. Okay. Period. Yeah, I'm talking about. (laughs) Thank you so much for chatting with me. This was super fun. You know, I just want to thank you and I'm definitely wishing you all the success. Man, I appreciate you having me. You keep doing what you're doing. You obviously out here eating. You know what I'm saying? It's always exciting to see somebody doing a thing. You feel me? So don't ever stop. You know? Appreciate you. you having me on. Thank you so much. Take care. You as well. All right, y'all. And that wraps up our interview with Demron. I think that was good. I love, you know, him, like, talking about God and just, like, really being, you know, vulnerable and just sharing those stories with us. So, I definitely think that was a dope interview. But, as you know, every single episode, I got to drop our new at night where I highlight independent artists doing their thing. So, this week, we're highlighting artist Mech and her freestyle to She's a Bitch. Um, it's up on YouTube. It's been up for probably, like, five months now but i just came across it maybe a week or two ago so let me know what y'all think because i'm feeling it and i will see y'all next week same time same place